Catherine Monroe, you are the Director of International Sales and Marketing at Canada Dream. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today on the Fact Up podcast. You are welcome, Jim. This may seem like an odd question, maybe a fitting question. How's your 2020 going? Well, how long do you have, Jim? Because <laughs> we got all the time you need. <laughs> yeah, it started off that we were on, on set for an amazing 2020. It was going to be what you Canadians love to say, a banner year for tourism, for our right. being, for, for everything. Uh, and until, you know, early March, and then it was very clear that uh, things were going to be very different in 2020. So I have to say, you know, with the, the benefit of hindsight, you know, and looking back on the season that we've had, we managed to salvage um, a lot of really good positive things fr from it. And um, we lost the entire international um, guest count for us, which over the last 25 years, Canada Dream has built its business on the international market. Right. Hence why I'm in the UK, right. you know, singing the praises of Canada to all of our European and worldwide guests and not sitting in Canada talking to domestic um, guests. So we had a very small domestic guest um, portfolio in the past, very loving and very loyal. And, you know, they came and traveled with us very regularly, but it was very small. And of course, when Canadians couldn't travel and the international market couldn't come into Canada, we rapidly had to turn around and start talking to the local guests to encourage them to go out and explore Canada. So for sure, that was never going to make up on the season that we lost, but it did give us a, an appreciation of what the domestic um, customers can bring to Canada. And, you know, we had a lot of fun. So, you know, do we want this to continue for the next two years? Nope. You know, n n Canada can't survive without the international market. We desperately need it back. But we have learned a lot and I hope that we will keep a lot of Canadians traveling local, you know, over the, the next lot of years. You know, a lot of a lot of people have rediscovered uh, their own backyard here, and the staycation, um, you know, has become, you know, I wouldn't say it's become cool again, but it's become cool again. Uh, people I think have it kind has of become cool again. All of a sudden, people love where they live. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> and what's <laughs> Who not, would have what's, thought? Right, and what's not to love? And that's what's frustrating about being in, you know, in Canada and being Canadian. It's I've been in the business of promoting the backyard here for for fifteen years. And people are always amazed that, you know, when they see a post or when they see an article, it's, where did you go? That's got to be somewhere exotic. It's actually a four-hour drive north of Toronto. And they're just, right? Much less the rest of the country that we love to brag about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we don't explore it. enough, right? <laughs> I guess, you know, when the world, you know, a few years ago in 2008 was recovering from that financial crisis, RV sales kind of went up. Yeah. Um, COVID has reignited another spike in popularity in RVs. I guess... The question is why, and are you surprised at the at the soaring interest? Um, no, I'm not surprised, and I think that from the very beginning of COVID, when people realised that mixing with other people was potentially dangerous and somewhat fatal, that we had a product where people could still get out and explore their local proximity without having to cross, you know, provincial borders or even country borders, they could still get out and have a good time with the family. Uh, and it's kind of going back to the basics. It's going back to just enjoying the outdoors, enjoying a walk, enjoying a hike, a cycle, or those kind of things. And I think we have been fantastic at making life so busy and so difficult. And it's almost a competition to who can go on the most elaborate holidays and who can make life more challenging than it really needs to be. And RVing is a leveler of all ages and all descriptions. So we provided a lot of um, 
temporary housing for for um, you know people and businesses at the start of lockdown. So March and April were all really about the corporates trying to look after their workers, trying to provide tea rooms and breakout rooms for businesses. And then when May and June came along and the restrictions were starting to ease a little bit and provincial and, and local parks were opening up, we were then able to start talking to people about your RV can be your lodge on wheels. Take it wherever you want and just keep to yourselves. And as long as you're fully contained, you can have a great old time. And really that's what has really captured the whole of, of Canada this year. And we've been delighted to welcome thousands and thousands of new customers to RVing who probably would never have thought of RVing before. Absolutely. And, you know, when I was a kid, you know, uh, the RV and, the, and kind of the family station wagon, so to speak, where you pile a bunch of people into the vehicle. <laughs> as many uh, as you can with no seatbelts. Right. Oh, we've all been there. <laughs> that doesn't, that crosses borders easily, that story. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was, it was in, in, correct me if I'm wrong, it was considered to be an older people, parent style, kind of cool, which Very much. It, by default, the younger people with, you know, would consider as lame, right? Yeah. Um, what happened? You know, does it seem like the, the younger generation now is, is into RVing as much as kind of the older generations have been for decades? Yeah, I think there's a couple of reasons. One is definitely an environmental footprint is and you know not not flying the distance and being able to enjoy your local surroundings and i think too is having more holidays a year you can either rent an rv or have your own rv and you can have 20 holidays a year instead of having one and i think the love of outdoors and sport has really helped you know the explosion of mountain biking for instance has really brought camper vans and motorhomes to a new level people who apps it's a bit like skiing there are you know, mountain biking mountains that people want to tick off. It's their bucket list to achieve. And I think having that RV allows groups of, of, of people to go together and to take off those experiences. So I think that's what's kind of turned around. It's, it's definitely experience box ticking rather than destination ticking. And it's, it's more about the experience as opposed to the destination, right? It's the journey. Definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. what makes Canada Dream such a popular choice? What separates you from, from the other RV? Uh, companies out there? Yeah, well, you know, I could I could talk for hours about our USPs, but I think uh, there are a lot of other good competitors out there, and we are all trying to hit a particular part of the market. Where Canadream set out really from day one was to offer guests the chance to experience Canada at their own pace. We believe our product is actually Canada, and the experience is their road trip, and we want to make that as perfect as possible for them. So what we can do is we provide the most modern RVs in the rental industry. So our RVs are, are up to three seasons old. And when you think a season in Canada is five months, <laughs> you know, most of the RVs are parked up for the winter. Right. So you've got a very gently used RV. We also put in huge amounts of effort into training our cast. So we don't have staff and employees. We have cast members and we're all, uh, you know, a kind of a tribe of, of Canadream. And we really believe that the service that we offer to guests is second to none. Third thing, we make sure what goes into the RV is the best that it can be in the RV industry. I love talking about our, our beds because if you're in an RV for five nights, seven nights, 17 nights mm -hmm. the most thing that's important to you is how comfortable your bed is and Canadream over the years has invested in hotel grade quality products for for their beds 
and for their um, mattresses, for the pillows and beddings. So everyone who experiences a kind of dream RV is almost experiencing a hotel-like sleeping experience. You know, and when you've had a tough day out, you know, either paddleboarding or kayaking or hiking and walking and you get into your RV at nighttime, you've had a couple of beers, you've enjoyed your nice barbecue, you really want a comfortable bed. And Canadream delivers on that. So, you know, you take the, 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 you know, the great RVs that we have and you take off the experience that we allow you to do. And then you take off, you know, some of the best RVs that are in North America. And we really focus on the detail, making sure that everything works. We provide 24-7 on-road support and, you know, kind of guests almost feel like we're out there with them on the road. So it's those little things that people will be prepared to spend, you know, an extra couple of dollars on to make sure that everything goes well. That all sounds very terrible, Catherine. <laughs> Which, you know, campgrounds in Canada, you know, that they've, they've exceeded the kind of numbers. I know, uh, that's crazy. Has, right? It's, it's incredible. Um, is, you know, with all that said, is, is the RV vacation the ideal vacation for some time to come? I think it's going to be popular for another generation. Yeah, I think if, if if we've got young people really enjoying RVing and if you think about them bringing up their families, they're going to be, you know, loving it as well. And I think, you know, I touched very gently on the kind of the environmentally, you know, kind of astute people. I'm not for one minute saying that RVs are the most green vehicles to travel in. You know, sadly, there's a lot of work to do in the industry and, you know, we hopefully will be part of driving that but you're not getting on a plane, you are looking after your own footprint and you can be very carbon neutral wherever you go. And, you know, as long as you're cleaning up and you're, you know, buying things responsibly and you're, you know, not leaving a mess wherever you travel, then I think that will also appeal to the younger generation today is, is to make sure that they are leaving as little footprint wherever they go as possible. And, and RVs will allow you to explore your country. Everyone should explore their country. We should really be, you know, so knowledgeable about our own backyard before we start to travel internationally. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all good and there's a lot of positivity there. I, I, realistically, though, there is a flip side. What, what should people seriously think about before renting or buying an RV? Um, you know, do you need a special license? Uh, what's the bathroom situation like? Um, you know, misconceptions that people should be aware of before they invest their time and money into an RV. Yeah, that, those are great questions. And I think the one thing that we saw this year was people had a desperate need to get out and have a holiday and they hadn't really thought the ins and outs of what RVing actually means. And particularly if people had never camped before or never been in an RV before, this was a whole new world. And if you are used to flying and flopping on a beach resort and you know everything's kind of taking care of you, then you know, RVing and the kind of camping holiday was quite a, a wake up call for some people. Right. So, the first thing I'd say is plan your, your route. Where do you want to go? And I mean, you Canadians are very used to driving long distances, but driving an RV for a couple of hours can be tiring. Uh, you know, it is a bigger unit on the road. So we kind of, uh, you know, try and encourage people not to drive much more than 200 kilometers per day mm -hmm. and to plan at least their first couple of nights camping and to pre-book their campsites. So once you've got your itinerary, you can map out how many days you've got. Is that distance comfortable? The second thing, particularly with a, a Canada RV, all of our RVs are, are self-contained. We have bathrooms, we have food, food kitchens, and we have generators and furnaces. We have air conditioning. We, have, we provide you everything. You can either bring your own kitchen equipment and your linens, or we can provide everything for you. So check out you know, those kind of things. Most people don't want the hassle of having to bring their potato peelers and their knives and all that kind of stuff. 
Let us take the strain out of it for you. Let us, you know, provide all of that. Um, and then what, what you want to do is plan your activities. I think most holidays generate around what do you want to see? What do you want to do? And that's really going to help you plan your itinerary. Therein, of course, what size of RV do you want to drive? You don't need a special license to drive any of our RVs. You just need to be a confident driver. Um, we always recommend having someone being a spotter. Um, so whenever you're reversing or doing tight turns and corners um, within parking into camping spaces, make sure someone's outside guiding you in. You will never have an accident if someone is guiding you into a, a parking sp space. So those kind of things are really important. But you know, ultimately, Canada is chock-a-block full with amazing um, experiences to do. And you know, our kind of first preference is check out what you want to see and do get yourself into a campground that's close to that and then plan your route. Fantastic advice. That's, that's exactly what I was hoping to get answered because it's, there's, there's, there's the romanticism behind RVing and then there's the um, realistic where it's yeah. like, well, I might have a flat tire. What happens? Um, <laughs> I might have a generator breakdown. What happens? How do I back up? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, um, there are two things which are absolutely certain with an RV that has a built-in um, shower and sink and toilet is that someone has to empty the grey tank and someone has to empty the black tank. Right. <laughs> Thankfully, our um, machines are equipped to make that as easy as possible. But yes, I think it would be a good thing to discuss the sewage situation and making sure that people understand what that's like. And we have a great website filled with all the kind of videos that discuss everything and show you how to do these things. So, uh, you, you know, you can get your rubber gloves on and, you know, hold the kind of the, the pipes and you'll understand what to do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, these are the necessities. <laughs> it yeah, has, they are. Have to talk <laughs> the about basics it. of life. That's it. Uh, but the <laughs> other thing is, I mean, it's a proverbial question, but, you know, I, I, I have to ask it. If people are renting or buying, or especially, let's talk about renting. Um, COVID safe, right? If they come disinfected, it's all taken care of. Talk about that a little bit more, elaborate on that, just to give people a little bit more peace of mind that what yeah. they're renting is, is safe for them and their family. Yeah, well, and I think that is the benefit of renting from a very reputable company because we have all had to put in enhanced um, procedures into every single thing that we do from when a vehicle comes back and um, being dropped off we're decontaminating each vehicle we're letting it sit on our line and um, for a period of time to uh, i guess decontaminate before our cast members go into it to clean it and to empty it and then to do all the, the washing and the vehicle then has its full service and then ready for it to go out to the next guest again we are using specialist equipment specialist machinery and we were always at the top of our game, but now we've had to go even further, making sure that there's a limited number of our cast members going into the RV before a customer would um, pick it up. We've had to change our pickup processes, making them a lot less contactless. Now, you can imagine people taking an RV for the first time need a really good demo. So, and normally we did them person to person. So we've recorded videos and we've got them so that people can watch before they come into us. And we're trying to make sure that people have as less one-to-one -one time as they need. We even do delivery and collection services where if you want the RV delivered to your home, you can have it delivered there. Oh, so you wow. don't need to come into our station. So COVID has offered us, you know, an opportunity to really kind of do things that suit people and to, to what they're comfortable with. But when I have to say the information that we now provide on our website about Canadian Cares which is really caring about how that guest is feeling and also about caring about how our staff operate and work, making sure that they're safe. But I can only assure you that, you know, the finished product that we provide to a guest on pickup 
is absolutely wow. They are cleaned within an inch of their life and you will feel incredibly safe and comfortable setting off on this vehicle. You know, is that is that what you attribute uh, the success of Canada Dream since it started out in the in the 90s, you know, not just domestically, but worldwide? Is it that attention to detail? Is it the small things? Oh, absolutely. You know, you just need to have a look at our Trust Pilot reviews and our Google reviews to see how delighted people are when they get their vehicle. You know, a vehicle that could be two seasons old, they're like, wow, is this just straight out of the showroom? They are absolutely pristine. And any scratch or dent or mark or, you know, anything that's happened to the, the RV, and anytime it comes back, we are restoring that to as new. Um, and the other thing about Canadream that makes us really popular is that we also sell our previously experienced guest vehicles into you can be a, a can dream owner and they're really high in demand because they know the vehicles have been so well looked after. Right. So it kind of works for both sides of the business, but for sure, can dreams quality and focus has always been there. Yeah. I mean, it, um, it shows, uh, you know, it's it, the devil's in the details, right? It's always the small things that make the biggest difference. Totally. Um, you know, you, you know, can dream has a lot of RVs to, to rent and purchase. Talk about though, however, the uh, the winter RV rentals because Ooh, that now really, you've got me talking <laughs> really caught my eye because I would you know you 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 know you mentioned and we all know Canada five six six months of of really decent weather across the country but there's another season there that people love and I I'm getting used to loving I mean I'm a summer guy <laughs> but I love the winter uh, and and if you're giving me the freedom to explore the country in the winter in an RV I'd like yeah. to know more about that yeah <laughs> well it is about as much fun as you can have with your clothes on going winter <laughs> gardening. That's right. all I can say. That's optional. Um, I am a winter, yeah, that is optional, yeah. I am a winter girl through and through. But, you know, even if people don't really like the winter, I think you could be convinced with a Canadian winter RV. So we have a, a range of RVs, which is called our Maxi Motorhome. Um, it sleeps up to six people. And over the last 20 years, we have been... Um, custom building this RV to withstand the rigors of a Canadian winter. Wow. So they are built with, which fully insulated, the piping is fully insulated and um, extra batteries go into them for the winter and all of the fixtures and fittings for using of water. So the toilet, the shower, the kitchen sink can all work up to temperatures of minus 30 degrees. Wow. So you don't have to go to a campsite bathroom, you know, in, at three o'clock in the morning if you, if nature calls you've got everything within your RV. So your, your heating is on permanently, either on the furnace or running on the generator or, or plugged into your city power. And at temperatures of around 16 to 18 degrees, that will prevent any from pipes from freezing. So you literally have this luxury lodge on wheels to drive wherever you want to across the ski resorts or to go cross country skiing or ice fishing or whatever it is that you wanna do this winter or just to get away two hours from home into nature and enjoy the snow falling outside and having your campfire and your s'mores and marshmallows and hot chocolate. It is absolutely perfect. But the one good thing that I'll say for this year with the winter RV is that you can drive to your local ski resort, having pre-purchased your lift pass, of course, but that can be your day lodge. Once you've had the morning or the afternoon on the slopes, because the, the, the numbers are restricted within the ski lodges, come back to your RV, extend your slide out, you've got your heating on, everything's gonna be warm and cozy, hang up your jacket, take off your boots, put away your skis, have your lunch, crack open a beer, 
And that is your lodge for just your group of people and you will stay safe and happy and healthy. And then click on the boots, click on the skis and go back out onto the ski resort again. So it really is the perfect way to experience the winter. And we hope that people will get the chance to do that this winter and really start to enjoy being close to, to nature that little bit more. If you guys um, come up with a slogan and you use this, I would like some credit. And this is my <laughs> slogan because you just inspired it. Après ski in your RV. Uh-oh, I love it. Après RV. How long did that take you? Have you been working on that all night? Boom, just now. That's how my brain thinks. <laughs> oh, really okay. on the spot. It's lame. I get it. But that, yeah. sounds, that sounds amazing. And no, well, last year, uh, me and a group of buddies were skiing at, at Lake Louise um, for the day. And... We came off the ski slope, the ski slope, last run of the day, back out to the RV, took the boots off. We were in the, the car park at Lake Louise and we cracked open the slide out, had a couple of beers. There was one responsible person drinking, but that was our apres in our little lodge. And I tell you, it was the best hour of the day. We had such good fun. Crack on the tunes. You know, we've got kind of Bluetooth speakers and entertainment systems inside the RV so you can have your own tunes going. And it's just great fun. Super, super fun. Amazing. And it, it kind of leads to, to my next question, you know, below the surface of, of physically driving and physically trying to, you know, find a, a camping site and physically trying to, you know, ignite your barbecue. Talk about the, the warm feeling that you get inside of you when you know that the RV has brought you together yeah. to experience something that you'll never forget. And you'll look back and you'll think, wow, what a beautiful day. What a beautiful week that was. Talk about the power the RV has to inspire those type of experiences and in turn those types of memories. Yeah, that's a really lovely um, subject, actually. And we had so many guests talking to our stations this year and writing to us and putting on our, our review sites. Just that very fact of thank you for reigniting my passion for you know, traveling locally and spending time with my family. And, you know, some of the, the, the kind of conversations and emails that we've had have been really very emotional because people have done the one thing that they have forgotten about, and that's just spending time with people. And once you've got your RV parked and you're there, there's nothing else to do other than just enjoy yourselves. And it's the really basic things that actually are good fun. It's sitting outside around the barbecue or around the, the fire pit. It's playing a game of cards. It's, you know, it's going for a walk with your, you know, your son or your daughter. I traveled two years ago with my three teenage kids and who instantly thought, mm, I don't want an RV, you know, I'm too old for this. Well, it was the best holiday of their life. And that's what they said. And, and you know, I thought the same because I was given time with them that they would normally be head in a gadget or in a computer game or with their pals. And the RV, just by being away, it takes you into that realm. You know, quite a lot of people come with us with board games and, you know, dominoes and Monopoly and things like that. And they just have hours of fun on the drive or when they're parked up doing these really simple things. So we were super, super pleased this year by serving only Canadian domestic guests, but by the feedback that they gave us to say, thanks very much. This has been the best holiday of our life. And you know, really, that's really what we are there for. We are there to help people create memories. That's lovely. That's, that's beautiful. That's yeah. the whole point. I mean, I was yeah. going to ask you, you know, you know, does the request for Wi-Fi, uh, the amount of requests go down as time progresses in an RV? Yeah, possibly. I think what's happening now is that it's the adults that really want 
the Wi-Fi mm -hmm. because they're trying to keep up with work on the go and you know they're trying to maintain their social contact. But actually when you take a kid and a teenager away from it and you give them alternative things to do, they're actually pretty cool with it. Yes, at the end of the day, they will want the, the dump of Snapchat or TikTok or whatever it is that they're on. But actually, I have found that m most teens and certainly mine alone, you give them something else to do, they're quite happy to do it. But sometimes it's, it's us as kind of adults and parents that kind of, oh, I need to catch up with those work emails. So I think that digital de-stress, that digital detox is something which is super about RVA. Now, you can take a Wi-Fi, you know, hotspot device with us if you want. Mm -hmm. My recommendation is leave it the hell alone. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Catherine, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot you over some, some questions. It's rapid fire. Okay. With Catherine. Okay. Monroe, okay? Uh, there's, there's nothing rapid about this. Take your time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Preferred road trip in an RV coastal drive or mountainous. Oh, well, now you're talking mountains probably because the, the climb up is almost as terrifying as a, uh, you know, a, a roller coaster ride, you know, just, you know, the kind of ups and ups and ups as you're going through the, the Kootenays or some of these, you know, up to even the Whistler Sea to Sky Mountain, just yeah. absolutely. You're thinking the whole time you're going up, oh my God, we have to come down at some stage. And then when you hit the peak and you're coming over the top, wow. I mean, every time I even think about it, I get goosebumps on my arm. I love coming down the lakes at the size of the road, the, you know, the, the trees, just the, the vastness of Canada. It is just so mind blowing. That is amazing. The coastal paths are beautiful. The only challenge with coastal paths is you want to stop all the time. Right. <laughs> so right. We, we tend to say to people going through the coastal, make a lot of stops, you know, be prepared to stop off in those lovely coastal towns. And the, the most perfect place for that is Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, New Brunswick, you know, all of those maritimes. Oh my God. You know, three weeks is not enough in an RV road trip for that. Three weeks isn't enough for Nova Scotia alone. No, I agree. <laughs> right? <laughs> Most memorable RV experience? Uh, well, I have to say we camped um, at Big White Ski Resort uh, two years ago and they were uh, just, it was the opening day of their mountain bike um, course. And we we just absolutely loved it the the drive up to big white the big white ski normally we see it covered in three meters of snow and to see it in its summer bloom was absolutely beautiful first week of july uh, it was just the best day of my life mountain biking with my kids um walking hiking up and down the mountain coming back in the evening after a couple of beers in uh, the day lodge and then just camping out there we, had, we, were, we weren't connected to power or anything. We were just using the power of the RV and it was just beautiful. And I think my kids would probably say that kind of ranks as their, probably their, one of their best 72 hours in the RV. That's awesome. And they get to spend time with mom and it's, it's uh, and, and you're a cool mom, man. Can I travel with you too? Or what? <laughs> Jeez. Uh, movies that have an RV in them. Which one do you prefer? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation or RV with Robin Williams? Oh, it has to be National Lampoons all the way. <laughs> I thought you were going to mention another one with Jennifer Aniston, and I thought mm, that's a bit rude. So I can't no, I wasn't going to do that. I know which one that you're one talking has about. Dropped it. <laughs> yeah, no, National Lampoon. I'm a girl from the '70s, so that was part of my childhood. Right. <laughs> Favorite childhood road trip memory. <sighs> oh well, I was born in Belfast, moved to England, and then moved to Scotland, and I would say. 
my most memorable road trip was probably traveling to the Isle of Mull in Scotland um, from Glasgow. Mull is a little island. Um, you probably won't have heard of the children's television program Balamori, but it, Balamori was filmed on the Isle of Mull. Okay. And it's got a little row of coastal houses which are multicolored, sort of the blues, the greens, the yellows. And it's just so pretty. And we had um, a rental cottage just on that main street. And I remember a bit like what we talked about a, a wee while ago was how many people you can fit in a car with no seat belts, you know, with granny doing her knitting in the back seat <laughs> and you were all crammed right. in. The dog was somewhere. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we've always been big road trippers in, in my family. My dad chose the music that we were all to listen to for the two weeks and off we went. So right. Isle of Mull probably 1978 or something like that so i'm giving away my age at this stage ah it's all good yeah 29 tops <laughs> would that be considered your favorite family vacation uh, no my family favorite family vacations are always canada and thankfully i've been um, selling canada for oh going on 22 years so we've probably had about 40 family vacations in canada and I think our most memorable was probably the RV trip that we did two years ago. Just my, it was going to be my last holiday really with my eldest teenage son. We kind of thought we would be too uncool for him to come again. So we packed in so many things and yeah, it was a real bucket list tick off for us. So we started in um, Vancouver and we drove through um, uh, the Okanagan down into Osias and Penticton and round into Vernon. We did lots and lots of mountain biking through Silver Star, through Revelstoke, beautiful place. Um, and then we crossed through into um, Banff National Park, had a couple of days Banff Lake Louise with some friends, and then dropped off our RV in Calgary. So we had about 19 days on the road and, oh, absolutely perfect. Yeah, that's an amazing part of the country. Last, last summer, we did a, a figure eight style through BC. So it was the same, but we went up and then we went back down. So Whistler, Soyuz. Yes. Uh, Kimberly and and, oh. and then Banff and then back. Uh, it's a yeah. beautiful part of the country. It is beautiful. I love, love, love that part of Canada. And there's a lot less people, you know, in that kind of central bit. So I love it. Yeah. Well, that said, when you're going on a, on a giant road trip, what are your, th what are your three road trip snacks that you have to take on every road trip? Snacks. Oh gosh. Well, I'm a bit of a sweet tooth junkie. So I love the little gummy sweeties. So uh -huh. things like wine gums and haribos so always have to have some of those um of course lots of bottled water or just water, water that you can fill up and tap i drink gallons and gallons of water which is always good for having the toilet in the back of the rv which yep. is great yeah <laughs> need to stop yep. <laughs> um what else snack wise well i'm not a chocolatey person and chocolate usually melts in the heat out there so i think probably fruit apples oranges grapes stuff like that things that kind of are, are relatively healthy i do try and eat healthy when i'm on the road so. right yeah unlike me. unlike me i i just i can start a vacation and here we all are <laughs> i'm going the but, kids would be different the kids would be pringles and you know all the kind of juice of the world so i'm 44 going on 16 Catherine. <laughs> you mentioned music earlier your dad picking the music what's on your road trip mixtape these days oh do you know i actually just like putting on the um plugging in my phone and hitting shuffle Okay. And you just get absolutely everything. So one minute you're listening to Bob Dylan and then you've got Phil Collins and then you've got Eminem and then you've got the Spice Girls. And then mixed in the middle of that, you've got a Christmas tune. Right. <laughs> which in the middle of July somewhere. So yeah, I like a bit of that. You know, my, my kids have all grown up with 
all of our mixed music tastes. So it could be the Bellamy Brothers or it could be, you know, Ario Speedwagon, Fleetwood Mac. We tend to listen to a lot of stuff from the 70s and, and then 80s. Um, that would be my kind of favorite. My ultimate personal favorite to listen to, I'm a bit of a boy band um, geek. So, so I love a bit of Take That. I love a bit of um, Westlife. Yeah. Good supporting the old the Irish boys yeah. there. So yeah. if I was just on my own, that's probably what I would listen to so I could belt out a few tunes. That's what I was just getting at. Window down and <laughs> yeah. just carpool karaoke. Well, window <laughs> right. down would have to be elbow out. Would probably be a bit of Don Henley or Tom Petty, that kind of vibe. There you go. There you go. Yeah. What do you love most about your job? Oh, gosh. I get to travel and I get to sell Canada. So... Like I couldn't have found a better career in, you know, in the travel industry. I also get to talk a lot, which is perfect. You know, I can never tire of talking. So normally pre-COVID, my job would have been traveling all around Europe and um, the kind of where our kind of key um, international tour operator partners would have been. So I would have been a week on the road, a week at home, a week on the road. And I would have got to discover Holland, Germany, France, um, well, Australia, New Zealand, and of course, the UK, and then of course, lots of Canada. So, you know, for me, selling a product, which is at the top of its range, allowing people to make memories, to enjoy themselves, you know, it's the best thing in the world. You know, people might have a couple of complaints, we might get things wrong every now and again, but way, way more than anything else, we create these memories which people take to their grave. And that I love being part of that. I love that Canada Dream has had a big slice of that chunk. So that's so rewarding for me. And the fact that it's in Canada, a country which I'm passionate about, it's, it's so inclusive, it's so fun, it's so open to you know, everybody. Uh, I, I, I just love it. So yeah, I hope to work selling Canada till the day I die. Right, it sounds like you are passionate about it. <laughs> just you know, a little just a little you know a lot of challenges this year what's what's inspired you the most in 2020 oh gosh i think it's probably being surrounded by an amazing team of of people in canada dream and in our wider apollo group family we are all so focused on keeping people traveling and on doing the best that we can do for the, the travel industry and for canada as a destination that you know we've all had our down days we've all had our challenges the first couple of months were cancelling tens of thousands of holidays yeah. and then the second part was booking you know thousands of holidays to get people going again and so we had this massive pressure of this you know slump of bookings and then we had this massive hill to climb on the way out and the the team you know, feeling of delivering on all of those experiences. And, and as guests came back to us, having had these trips of a lifetime, wow, that was amazing. It really quickly made us forget about the, you know, the, the, the really tough times that we went through in, in March and April and May. It was kind of worth it to get to that stage. So, you know, I think there's been a lot of lessons from 2020, some that we'll really draw back on for a long time to come. Um, you know, and for me, from from home, you know, in the UK, we've been in lockdown so many times and for so long that it's the first time in 25 years I've actually been at home more than two weeks ever. Right. You know, I've been married for 20 years and my husband has never seen more of me, but yet he doesn't want to divorce me. You know, I, right. I think it's amazing. <laughs> my kids have never seen more of me. Right. Um, and yet the house has never been messier. Right. So, you know, we're we are really you know, enjoying that time and, and, and just, you know, trying not to worry about what is going to happen because we are super confident that it will come again. 
and that we will travel and that we have a product which people not only will they feel safe doing it but they will absolutely love it yeah absolutely uh, my last question where's the next place on your bucket list and why okay so i have been wanting to rv in vancouver island forever and i haven't made that happen yet so I have promised to myself once lockdown ends and if there are any RVs available this summer <laughs> in Tangerine, <laughs> if we haven't right. rented them all out, right. then I am taking an RV and driving around as much of Vancouver Island as I can. Um, as you've probably guessed, we all love biking and hiking and kayaking and all of those things. And I am desperate to get out onto the water around um, Vancouver Island and just see as much of nature as possible. So. And um, probably end of September-ish time, we'll probably try and, and pack that in. So uh, that, that's my bucket list. You know, Wanderlust for the entire podcast. I love it. It's, it's gotten the, the blood uh, oh, travel boiling, I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Monroe, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to sit down with me today. I, uh, I wish you nothing but uh, the best in health, happiness, and success going forward. And uh, if, if you're in Canada next and we happen to cross paths, I'd love to crack a beer open with you. Oh, Jim, in an RV, you've got it. I'll, uh, I'll give you a yell when I'm next in Toronto. Cheers. Thank you so <laughs> it's much. It's been my and pleasure. Thanks very much. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Bye.